Okay, so you can train too little. That's a fact. But you can also train too much. And yeah, the letter exists too. So what amount of training is the right amount for you? This is what we're going to look at in today's episode. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the Fight for Love podcast, where we talk about health, empowerment, and training. Today is the question, how much should you train and what amount is good for you? Stay tuned. Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Fight for Love podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today it's all about the question, how much should you train? What is too little? What is too much? What is the right amount for you? And first, let me say that it depends on a lot of factors. Like, for example, it depends on your age, right? A kid um, has to train differently than an adult. An adult has to train differently than um, a senior. Also, it depends on on the kind of work you do. Like, do you do sedentary work? Uh, sitting on your computer all day, not getting a lot of exercise in your everyday activities? Or are you a construction worker, working hard all the time? Also, it really depends on your goal, too. Like, let's say you want to do something endurance related, like you want to be someone who, who's able to run a marathon, you're going to have to train longer hours at a lower intensity than if you, let's say, want to be a power lifter um, who, who just lifts a lot of weights in, let's say, a shorter amount of time than somebody who does endurance. Um, but, I mean... We can always get into the theme too much and too deep uh, down the rabbit hole. I'm trying to avoid that. Um, I'm trying to answer this question uh, legit legitimately and generally for, yeah, for the general public, let's so to speak. Um, exactly. So first question, why do we even need to do sports? You guys, you, you know, you know, you know, you need to do sports. Um, in order to stay healthy. But why is that? One factor is our cardiac health. We want to prevent heart disease, um, heart attacks, everything that, well, attacks the heart, I guess. <laughs> Again, I'm not a doctor. But just, um, yeah, we want to have a healthy, a healthy heart. And if our heart just learns to, to work under stress, and pump harder the heart the heart is a muscle and it'll get stronger and it will prevent a lot of things that we don't want to happen that's one thing um we have also factors like the muscles muscles is use it or lose it right and have a muscles just has a lot of benefits to it and it looks nice too let's be honest um also It prevents visceral, visceral fat, which is the fat that's around your intestines. And that's the crazy thing, guys, that 
people who are really skinny can also have fat on the inside, visceral fat, which which um, collects around your abdominal area in your body, and also around some really important intestines and organs. And um, I mean, you don't want to carry fat around your organs that have like functions that kind of keep you alive. So visceral fat is just fat on the inside that you cannot see from outside. And skinny people can have that too. So if you don't do sports, there's a chance you might have some of that visceral fat. And that also explains why sometimes you see you see people, it's usually or it's mostly in men because they have the genetics to kind of collect visceral fat while we women just have the genetics usually to collect it around our but in hip area. Um, anyway, sometimes you see men that are like, they kind of look normal sized, but their bellies are just huge. They look like they're like pregnant and um, their bellies are not soft and floppy. They're like, um, they're like really tight, but big. I don't know if you've seen that before. I bet you have. That's usually because of visceral fat, because the visceral fat is underneath the muscle layers. So it's not like wobbly. Well, it is, but you can't see it. Um, another thing is just in general, the quality of life. If you do sports, if you're used to, um, I don't know, lifting weights, doing body weight workouts, um, doing some endurance training, your everyday life will improve. Say you want to play with your kids. Well, how fun is that going to be if you're just out of breath every every 200 meters you run? Also, lifting stuff. I don't know. Helping a friend move. You're going to need your physical strength. Maybe go for a hike with friends. Um, the whole social social construction around it. I mean, doing things with friends, hanging out with someone, um, just being strong strong in general and being able to keep up with things that people do you know I think that's really important also people who do sports usually have a better quality of sleep and then also something that's really really important is just that doing sports or staying active just prevents so many diseases like diabetes, um, cardiovascular disease. Also, it helps with the negative effects that a sedentary lifestyle has. Um, it doesn't like make them make it even. Like if you, if you sit all day and you don't move, you will damage your body. And doing sports is not enough to prevent the problems that this causes. This is really important. Doing sports is not the same as moving throughout the day. This is really important. So if you sit all day, you really have to take care of yourself and move enough throughout the day. But then if you, on top of that, do sports, you have a high chance to prevent damage that sitting costs you. Um rabbit hole alert i'm not gonna get too deep into that anyway these are the reasons on why we should move why we should do sports and moving on so the who world health organization 
tells us that... <laughs> Did you hear that? My cat just came in and meowed. You're so cute. Come here. Cat alert. I'm crazy about cats. Oh my god. Anyway, the, the World Health Organization says adults aged 18 to 64 years should do at least 150 to 300 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic physical activity or at least 75 to 150 minutes of vig vigorous intensity aerobic physical activity or an equivalent combination of moderate and vigorous intensity activity throughout the week. Um, should also do muscle strengthening activities at moderate or greater intensity that involve all major muscle groups or two or more for oh sorry for on two or more days a week as these provide additional health benefits i'm not going to read it all out loud to you but um also oh what did i just say guys it also says that um should limit the amount of time spent being sedentary, replacing sedentary time with physical activity or of any intensity. So, see, <laughs> they say the same thing. Um, moving on to the BAG of Switzerland. Um, Bundesamt für Gesundheit Switzerland that say that adults should ideally um, at least... Sorry, I have to translate. Oh my god, I have to read and translate. This is kind of hard. So adults should ideally um, at least do two and a half hours per week of sports on medium to high intensity. Um... So this kind of... They're even nicer. They're like, that's all you have to do. And the WHO is like, on top of that, you have to do... You have to strengthen your muscles. On top of that, reduce the time of sitting. And yeah, but they're right. I mean, Switzerland is always so nice, right? We're like neutral. We're like, yeah, you know, it would be great if you would just like move a little bit. Like, don't knock yourself out. But, you know, like just a, just a tiny, like a little. And, and the WHO is like, bam, you should do that. And then do that. And do that on top of that. <laughs> but they're right. They are right, guys. The WHO is right. The BAG of Switzerland is right, too. But they're just being so freaking polite in a matter that is not like... There's nothing to be polite about, guys. Move your butts. I'm a trainer. I know how to yell at you if you don't do your push-ups, right? Just kidding. But it's a fact that uh, obesity is on its way. And it's getting worse, I think, here as well as in other countries. And it's something we really have to look out for. It's something we really have to, to work against. Not because I want to shame people for being overweight, but because of all the health problems that come with it. Okay, back to the main question. Oh yeah, but maybe also reading the... Um, the suggestions for adults aged 65 years and above. And I'm only going to read you the World Health Organization version because the BAG is just being freaking polite. We cannot use that right now. Um, the World Health Organization says adults aged 65 years and above, they should follow the same rules as I read out for the adults and 
as a part as part of their weekly physical activity, older adults should do varied multi-component physical activity that emphasizes functional balance and strength training. Oh, that makes sense. At moderate moderate or greater intensity on three or more days a week to enhance functional capacity and to prevent falls. True, because when you get older, your your balance kind of gets worse and um also what they don't mention is stretching. I think that's a really big factor for for people who get who are getting older that they they um really emphasize on stretching too so to keep their mobility to keep being able to to move and um yeah their balance because when you're older you're more um likely to fall because your balance gets worse and um due to osteoporosis which you also get when you get older um, which is your bone structure getting weaker, weaker. Uh, if you fall, you're more likely to, to break something. So, so that's a really important factor. Um, I did not read out the, the suggestions for kids. If you want to just type it into Google sports suggestion, WHO, um, or if you want the polite version sports suggestion, BAG Switzerland. <laughs> anyway, um, so this actually, kind of answers the question how much sports should you do right i said in, in the beginning that it depends on your goal so if you want to obviously if you want to do um a some sort of um i forgot the word competition right some sort of competition of course you have to train harder you have to train more you have to train um more intensively and here again it, it it's actually a good transition to my next um, point that I want to talk to but talk about, which is overtraining and the question: Can you train too much? Which obviously, yes, you can train too much. And um, overtraining is a big thing, and um, I think one of the most underestimated um, aspects of of sports and. Um, and 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 yeah of sports <laughs> is um regeneration people don't give themselves enough time to regenerate and uh, this goes especially when you start to get a little older i mean it's a big thing in martial arts too because like especially in martial arts people are just always or so many people are they just want to show how tough they are all the time and count myself in <laughs> because I I just sometimes take blows and I'm like, okay, no, it's all right. It doesn't hurt. And on the inside, I just scream on top of my lungs. But I guess that just comes with it because you, especially in martial arts, you just want to like, you, you want to be able to suck it up, you know, because when it comes down to that, you have to be able to suck it up. And um, this kind of has a downside to it because it makes you seem or it makes you feel like you always you always have to show that you can't show weakness right and um this is the wrong approach when we talk about training because overtraining is a real, really big thing and overtraining gives us the the opposite of what we want because um i'm going to read to you the signs of overtraining i was here um 12 signs of overtraining huh I'll read them to you and then tell you if I know him, <laughs> if I've experienced them or if I heard of them. Um, altered 
resting heart rate. Right. I think when you're when you're just constantly overtrained, your heart rate just can't um, just can't calm down. It just just has a it's just yeah altered all the time. Um, actually, there's a tool that measures that. Some REM or something. Hold on a second. I'll look it up. I'll be I'll be right back. Welcome back to ASMR with Tanya and her cats. Do you even hear that? He's like purring into the microphone. Oh God, I'm sorry. Um, back to to what I found out while I was gone. You didn't even notice, huh? Because I just cut all of these pieces together. <laughs> You'll never notice when I take a break from my podcasts. I'm such a genius. Anyway, um, okay. <laughs> There's this thing called heart rate variability, um, which is, I'm going to read this to you, heart rate variability or HRV is the physiological phenomenon of the variation in the time interval in the time interval between consecutive heartbeats in milliseconds. Sounds scientific, sciency. Um, a normal healthy heart does not tick evenly like a metronome, but instead, when looking at the milliseconds between heartbeats, there is a constant variation. Um, you don't have to understand it. Like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> no, anyway, there's a, this thing. It's called ithlete. I t h l e t a g. I think. Um, it's like a finger sensor. You can buy it. You can order it online. It's like a finger sensor, and you can connect it to a to a cell phone app. And I actually got one um, like half a year ago right before training stopped so i haven't been haven't had a chance to use it a lot yet and um it measures your your um, heart rate variability and just kind of tells you whether you should work out the next day like you take the measure the measuring in the morning and it tells you whether you should work out on this day or not or whether you should just work out in a light intensity or not work out at all, and um, it's really cool. It's really interesting uh, because I've been looking for a tool to to kind of make out um, when I should take a break and when I shouldn't. Because um, I mean, I honestly and truly believe that if you listen to your body, you kind of know when you should take a break. But again, like talking about martial arts, also me like doing doing um small fights and stuff I just want to train a lot and I really have to I guess I have to have a computer tell me when to take a break and um because my body's just always tired that's just how it is but anyway let's go back oh my god rabbit hole let's go back to the main part of this podcast no no the, the thing we're talking about is Science of overtraining. People, focus, please. Oh my god. Okay, science of overtraining. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> I was reading those points to you. Oh my god, guys. Okay, alter resting heart rate. This is where we started at. Let's move on, shall we? Um, thirst. Being thirsty all the time. Okay, I never heard that, never experienced that, but I guess that's a sign too. Oh, this one is a good one. Extended muscle soreness. Yeah, that's true. Like if you're if you're overtrained, then sometimes you come to a point where a little thing, like a little all day activity, like climbing the stairs, just soars up your muscles so much. It just kind of 
your muscles just start to burn like it's unholy like it's not supposed to feel that way it's it's just like you do something little something small and your muscles just start dying as if you've done like a hundred squats before just a second before um yeah that's a classic sign of overtraining um a sign that you need to take a break not to confuse with just having sore muscles from a workout um this kind of muscle soreness just doesn't really go away and it's even if you're if you feel rested it will still come like it's not it's not something that you you have the entire day usually muscle soreness from a workout you just have it the entire day and every time you move your muscles you kind of feel it but um if you're in an overtraining we're talking about just always having that like you you do you do like something that um that makes your muscles work like yeah like climbing the stairs and it's just it just starts to burn like crazy okay um insomnia oh okay i guess can't sleep even uh can't sleep even though you've uh, even though you're wiping yourself at the gym okay um yeah insomnia you can't sleep okay depression yeah that's a classic sign too um usually sports do the opposite they make us happy um if we overdo it i guess we're more likely to be depressed um oh frequent sickness true we did this crazy me and my friends we did this crazy bodybuilding workout um, I think I've done so, I've done so many stupid things, guys, which is good. I can talk to you about it. But we we decided to do this um, bodybuilding training routine, and um, we just started lifting heavy, like heavy. And we did this once a week. We did the entire body once a week, and it was crazy. It was like it. We we did it for a while. Like I think for maybe a year or something, it was crazy. Anyway, we did that. We did it. We did that for a while, and um, we all would notice that sometimes if you had like just a little bit of a cold or or something was just a little off, you felt like you yeah 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 you might get sick, but you probably won't. But yeah, you did because if you did that training, it would just take so much of your energy that you wouldn't have like it seemed like your body didn't have any energy left to fight the incoming sickness so you would just get sick anyway so every time you felt like a little sickness coming your way you would surely catch it um or at least that's that's what we experienced like again this is just kind of um what i heard what i've experienced what i've heard or, or learned from other people this is not something that's scientific scientifically proven as far as i know but um yeah Loss of concentration. Okay, yeah, I guess you're just... If you just overwork yourself while doing sports, you just kind of lose the ability to concentrate. Which also happens, by the way, guys, if you like do keto or something. Um, like if you don't do a lot of carbs, it's really hard to focus for your brain. Because your brain needs carbohydrates to to work properly. So... I, I, I'm okay with low carb. I'm not a fan of like no carb. I don't even think you can really do no carb. Like no, no carbs. I don't know. Anyway, um, moving on. Increased injury. Oh, hell yeah. Increased injury. Um, just imagine your muscles working, working, working and not having time to recover. 
of course they're going to get damaged at one point. Um, I even pulled a muscle once. No, I, I ripped the muscle. Like I didn't, it did, didn't go through, but I kind of ripped it. It hurt like hell. It was my calf. Um, and that was at a time when I was like doing MMA and kickboxing. And I think I started boxing too. I just did too many things at once. It wasn't a good, good idea. MMA is kind of tough training. So is kickboxing. Combine those two and try boxing too. That Okay. Bad idea. You can't focus on everything. You can't do everything. You have to pick one, which is why I picked kickboxing. Because I hate being on the ground and getting choked out and not being able to do anything about it. Okay. Um, decreased motivation. Yeah. Kind of goes into the depression thing. Lowered self-esteem. Okay. That's a new one. Didn't know that. Halted progress. Oh, yeah. Or even, I would even say it, it goes into an, an opposite direction. Like, um, it's not a halted progress, but it could get, like, your, your performance get, gets worse. If you over overwork yourself, your performance just tends to get worse. And um, that's not what we want. We want gains. We don't want the opposite. Um, yeah, so how much training is right for you? <laughs> In conclusion... It depends on your age. It depends on your goal. And yeah, just be careful not to fall into an overtraining. Um, regenerate. You can get yourself like a little um, finger sensor thingy to measure your REM if you want, if that helps you. But I think in conclusion, um, I mean, normally I would say the more sports, the better for the majority of people that goes, right? But if you feel like you might get into an overtraining or if you just feel like you don't you don't give yourself time um, to, to recover, I mean, I guess it's important to really listen to your body and listen to what your body tells you. And for that, you have to be a little bit experienced because beginners will feel really tired and overwhelmed really soon, really fast. And it will feel like they're like just not doing well and don't confuse that with overtraining because when you begin um that's just how it feels until you get used to it i think in order to really kind of know your body enough to to recognize the signs of overtraining you have to um you have to kind of have a feeling for your body in sports in moving and a feeling for your muscles and kind of kind of know that if you're if you're uncertain i mean you can always work with a trainer that's what we're here for and um, because we, we kind of know where our clients come from, um, how how athletic they are. And um, when you've worked with the same person for a couple of months or years, you kind of kind of get a feeling for them and their bodies and how they react to certain things, which is really interesting. And this is one thing I love about this job. I just kind of everybody is different. And every body is different and everybody is different. And that's just so fascinating. So you can always get help from a trainer um, or ask me if, if, if I can help you. Um, again, it's, it's best to know yourself, know your body. Also, fuel your body right. Eat smart. I mean, you can eat trash every once in a while. But don't make it your diet. Don't make it your, your main diet. But um, just... 
just uh, keep it up with the nutrition. It's really important to fuel your body the right amounts of nutrients and the right nutrients and just just be nice to yourself be nice to your body regenerate take your time to regenerate um if you're lifting weights just don't do the same muscle groups um in a row but give your muscles time like you can split you can do one day you do legs the other day you do arms the next day you do you do abs or whatever um or core that's what i was gonna say and always give one part time to regenerate. This is really important. And um, yeah, again, listen to your body, listen to the signs of overtraining. And um, if you're, yeah, I think it doesn't like the other way. If you can't, there's no nothing that shows you you do you don't do enough sports. That's the question you have to answer yourself. Am I doing enough sports? Um, because. It will take a while for for the symptoms to come. If like if you not do enough sports, you'll eventually get sick. Fact. You'll eventually get sick if you're not moving enough. Um, but it takes time. Like if you're in your twenties or thirties, usually you're fine. If you've never done sports in your life, you're fine. But in your mid thirties, your forties, it goes down from there. And um, if you're younger than that, don't let it come to that. But just do sports and move and um, avoid overtraining. And I guess this answers the question of today's podcast. I hope you guys know I'm always down for questions. If you want to text me, on, I'm on Instagram as it's up to you personal training and Facebook too. I'm on LinkedIn as Tanya Mader, T-A-N-J-A. M-A-D-E-R. And um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Just hit me up if you have any questions, if I can help you with anything. Um, also, I'm always happy to hear your feedbacks or ideas for other topics that might interest you. And with that, I say give me a follow on my social media accounts. Do it right now. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in, listening to this episode. And uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Hope you learned something. And um, don't forget, you are stronger than you think. Keep on fighting. Bye-bye.